to Chaos Considered, where we consider our weird, wacky, wonderful world and share the burden of knowledge. My name is Emily Roberts. Mine is Claire Mitteke. And welcome to our podcast that we still have and still make. Wild. I think I think we do have to address the el- the three month long elephant in the room. <laughs> hey, I think it's fair to say people know the world's burning. Yes. Yeah, I, I think maybe we just we give like a little explanation in case someone's listening to this in the future, uh, in case they're binging because we're rich, famous socialites. Yeah, who yeah. Have a, who have a podcast slash media empire. Yeah. Once people unearth like the dark archives of our podcast, once we've become like just really, we have like a large cult following. Like once we get that, yeah, they'll want to know. Like they'll be dying to know what happened. What happened? Uh. In March, for Claire's birthday, we had recorded a two-hour-long special called Claire, Not from Bon Appetit's Feast from the Ears, in which we discussed uh, Bon Appetit for two hours. So that was a fun... There was a lot of fun things that happened in there. Um, We both agreed that we would uh, lay in a bathtub full of eggs. That's true. We did. Um, I talked about how... Sophia keeps receiving mysterious magazines that she doesn't know where she's getting them. We've received two more, actually, but that's not what this podcast is about. We're no, that's just that's just, just a gentle mystery subplot for our podcast listeners. You know, for the past two years, it is ramping up in the number of mm-hmm. uh, magazines, which is fascinating, you know. Three new ones in the year 2020. So escalating. It's it is escalating, and I don't know awesome. for what purpose. Um, but you know what? My name's not on those magazines. It's not my problem. I think that is uh, that's that's your roommate's problem. That's my roommate's problem. Um, but yeah, we had recorded it. It was going to be special. Claire had her new mic. We were trying a new way of recording in order to get that crispy, crispy. Uh, audio and the audio was messed up and entirely unusable so like really bad and really bad uh for sure my fault a little bit now we all make mistakes we're here to learn and grow that's right but it was the audio it sounded like i put my recorder through a blender and there was no way to un puree it. yeah yeah it was never gonna be a solid again <laughs> we had recorded this whole two-hour thing and um it got food processed real bad and then um a global pandemic happened <laughs> crazy crazy how those things happen all the time yeah yeah just you know a casual global pandemic I didn't have I didn't have enough whimsy in my life. And then the global <laughs> pandemic was like, I got you, boo. So now I have a lot of it's whimsy like, is what I'm calling it. It's like, hey, I heard that like you were experiencing just like excessive anxiety. And I really wanted to be there for you and give you a reason to be anxious. Yeah. Really the the like I'll give you a reason to cry, like of uh, Oh my god. Disasters. Right? Yeah, for sure. Not great. 
So, not great at all. Um, so then we were like, okay, fast forward to May. Was it May? May? Late May? Late May. Yeah. We were like, okay, we're going to try again. Live, laugh, love. We've learned. It's been two months. We're in a place. Um, let's re-record and let's record some more episodes. Let's do this. Um, and then um, the... <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to like find a good way to describe this because it's it's happening right now and everyone who um you know who's living and experiencing life in America in late May slash June understands what we're talking about, but you know, George Floyd was killed and there have rightfully been a lot of protests and unfortunately I live in the Twin Cities. I live, um, like, right around sort of where there was a lot of, for the first couple of days, a lot of chaos. So I made the choice mostly so that my conservative family would leave me alone to go out of town. And so we had to toss uh, our plans to record right back into the dumpster fire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I think what I have to talk about today is not taking is not going to be a priority for a minute. You know what I mean? And is it is not as important as the conversation about police violence in our country. Like exactly. 100%, you know, 100% I support the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm standing with my city. I'm supporting movements to defund the police because uh, the Twin Cities have a long history of violence. We grew up in St. Louis during the Ferguson riots. Absolutely. And the fact of the matter is that, like, I just feel like we both were like, you know what? A lot's happening right now. And we'll get back to our little podcast. But, you know, in the meantime, we're going to take a little break. What happened to Claire, not from Bon Appetit's Feast for the Ears? Well, if you also don't know, there is a lot of controversy with Bon Appetit right now um, that they, turns out, have not been paying their people of color fairly. They're not really filming or releasing any new episodes. So Claire and I agreed that um, probably is not a good idea to talk about how much we love Bon Appetit. Yeah, it would and be a really should... bad time to be like, you know what? I'm ready to take a stand. Yeah. That seems like a so we're gonna support, bad idea. You know, we're going to support our creators, especially the creators of color who provide a lot of free entertainment for us. And we're not going to produce anything until they produce something. Until, you know, they are being pa- paid fair. Pa- until they are being paid fairly um, for their video appearances. Um, until there is, you know, actual change within Bon Appetit. You know, we're just. Sorry this has been such a serious intro, guys, but we kind of had to hit these, like, major uh, Yeah, because it, it would be weird to come in and be like, oh, how's your week going? With no, like... What have you been doing? The world's on I fire can, I can a little t- bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could I could lighten things up. Um, do you know, uh, Sophia got mad at me last night. You want to guess why? <laughs> uh... 
No, no, no. I no. Just lay it on me. Just let me know why was she justified in her anger? I told her that my first sona was a worm, and I called it my worm sona, and I said I'm a wormy. All of what you said was challenging, but I love you for it. Like deeply challenging. Like I understand it's I understand what everything every word out of your face has been spiritually challenging. I also though kind of love it. To be fair, you know, I'm not an actual member of the furry community. I love the furry community. I stand with the furry community. They bring me a lot of joy. Um that being said, the idea of a worm, like just showing up to a furry community wearing like a worm suit. I'm kind, can I tell you? I'm kind of super kissed. into it. <laughs> I kind of like, I can I tell you? I'm like playing in the space with you and I'm actually super into you having a worm sona. I think so. I think it would be between worm and frog, but like, oh, worm, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, worm. Yeah, no, all the comedy, all the bits are right there in a perfect neat package i'm also a big fan of worms so i feel like the stars it's because we haven't had the nemesode yet oh yeah yeah i haven't had is still happening ruined for me yet you you haven't had worms on the brain yet or in your brain yet um i don't like that very very ominous phrasing okay (laughs) what i've been doing during quarantine uh, Sophie and I are working on a COVID scrapbook to memorialize oh, great. all the things we've been doing. <laughs> we've been watching anime, so uh, I am twelve again. Yes, I am deep in it. And you've been watching um, like you like you didn't say like I'm just gonna only consume highbrow anime. You're like, are you watching Fruits Basket? Like, it's on the list. It's on the and list. You know what? upcoming. And before everyone feels too bad for Sophia, she did voluntarily choose to read Fruits Basket on her own without any input from anybody else, and I'm loving her through it. So we both have flaws. Neither of us are perfect. Uh, just so much. Anyways, let's let's talk. Let's get into our topics. People want to learn. They don't want to hear us talk about our our fursonas. Unless there should be an episode about the furry community, which I think would be hilarious. I can tell the story about how um, furries tore my family apart, slash my roommates got into an argument over furries. It was really funny. But we're not going to get into it. I love the furries. Anyways. My topic for this week, Claire, are you ready? I'm so ready. My topic is, and it's not very long, but I think it's timely. Okay. Um, (laughs) Claire did not like that. I didn't like. Um, I don't uh, like anything being like timely right now because the time we're in, not great. So the idea of timeline. having more timely content, wild, bad, bad. Okay. Have you heard of the Waffle House Index? No. All right. This is strap yourself in, bud. Okay. Okay. So let's start with a baseline of what a Waffle House is, because occasionally people who are not american listen we've had one person from like ireland who's listened to like a bunch of episodes like shout out like yes but what is a waffle house like claire can you describe a waffle house for the fans oh man this is the thing is that a waffle house is not just a place it is like it's a spiritual experience and like 
It is also like a vibe check for a community. So just saying like, oh yeah, you it's like open 24-7 and you can get breakfast. Like that doesn't convey the essence of what a Waffle House is. A Waffle House, I feel like, is a staple of any sort of American Gothic experience. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're driving on a desolate American highway, you will pass 200 Waffle Houses. Oh, for sure. And you're like, there is no one that lives here, but this Waffle House is always open and will always be open. Yes. I've been in a Waffle House uh, once. I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I went with uh, my, like, swim team people. I don't think I've ever been to a Waffle House. I'm going to say it right here right now. It's bold of you to bring something called the Waffle House Index, having never been in a Waffle House. I really need to go to a Waffle House now, but it's not a great time to go to restaurants. Yeah. So. Speaking of timely, it's not not a (laughs) perfect time for... uh, going places and doing things yeah but if you're not american waffle house is literally everywhere it's especially in the south i think its headquarters are like in either like alabama or georgia somewhere around there it's big um and like claire said they are open 24 7 and they primarily serve breakfast slash diner food um yes So the second element you need to know to understand the Waffle House Index is that America is constantly experiencing some kind of natural disaster, like, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, like, we're we're a big country, and every year, some part of it is just going to get wrecked by Mother Nature. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know? So we have the Waffle House, right? We have the knowledge that national disasters happen. Now entering the picture is FEMA. Do you know what FEMA is? Um, I've heard a little bit about FEMA. I need a refresher, though. It is the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Mm -hmm. So they are the people who help allocate resources and help take care of things, both to prevent disasters and to handle disasters. Um, And they are the people who use the Waffle House Index. Okay, so so mm-hmm. I have I I don't understand necessarily where this is going. Is it like yeah. rating a disaster by how many Waffle Houses have been affected by it? Absolutely. What? What? So the Waffle House Index was created by Craig Fugate as a way to gauge a natural disaster's effects on the surrounding community. What? So green is that the Waffle House is open and fully functional. Yellow is the Waffle House is open but has a limited menu. And red is the Waffle House is closed. So Waffle Houses will stay open come hell or high water. Like, they are known... And I'll get into how, but, like, they are known for literally being the only place that's open. To the point that our federal government sometimes judges disasters based on how many Waffle Houses are open and do they have a limited menu. That is madness. And also, 
deeply fascinating. So to quote Fugate, who is, he's since retired, but he was the guy, he was the head of FEMA. He created the Waffle House Index. If you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I can't argue No, with like, that. flawless logic. Like, I'm, like, I can't really step to you on that. I'm not going to combat that. I'm not going to try to refute that. So, yeah, Waffle Houses will stay open. Like, irregardless of whatever's going on. And I think the question is, like, how... The question I had, at least, was how do Waffle Houses stay open? Yeah. And my first instinct is just, like, America is a capitalist hellscape, and they just refuse to close, and that's it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, that would be my assumption as well. But it's wilder than that. So... Waffle House literally has what they call a jump team. Okay. That is, quote, made up of Waffle House contractors, construction workers, gas line experts, restaurant operators, food providers, and other associates who are assembled and ready to go wherever needed at a moment's notice. What? So they have, like, this literal... I saw pictures of, like, this, like, boardroom with a bunch of people watching, like, forecasting news and apparently they'll just call in this jump team to go wherever this waffle house is wherever the natural disaster is to make sure that they can keep the waffle house open that is crazy they said if there's a natural disaster we want ty and the team of home extreme makeover to handle it i respect it i honor that and that's wild do you want to hear some jokes I wrote while I was writing this note? I mean, these notes. obviously I need your content. Um, I called him, I was like, I said, they're like special ops. And then I said, restaurant Avengers? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, yes, yes. Like Nick Fury is sitting in a Waffle House headquarters being like, call them in. Um, I would imagine or, it would have to be that level of intensity. They're like watching the skies. They're reading the room of America. And trying to, like, of all the places to have, like, an operation team like that, that's, like, so dedicated, a Waffle House is not what I would expect. Like, absolutely. Um, like, the idea that a hurricane hits and the Waffle House executives are sitting in their, and, I, and this is how articles described it, their war room. Jesus. Like, we have a particular set of skills. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we are going to stay open. So, um, and here's the thing is like regular associates often evacuate with their families. Of course. Like, that's what, really, that's what has been said. I mean, I would like to interview a a worker who had to, who like worked during a hurricane or worked in an area where there was a hurricane to like double check on that but there was like reports that like waffle house would like rent like 150 hotel rooms so that they could house all of their people who come in from all over the country like in order to keep waffle house operational in these disaster zones wow a waffle house though a waffle house though this is the thing is that like i would assume that like the 
one to two people who are listening to this or, you know, whatever. Maybe that's presumptuous of me. But Maddie Lane, who's listening to this, I would assume, like, okay, they know about what, like, a Waffle House is. Great. But, like, if you don't know, like, the way that we're talking about it is so buck wild. Because the fact of the matter is that it's not, like, I don't view Waffle Houses as, like, the same way that I would view, like, IHOPs or... Like, the energy is different than just, like, a oh, this is, like, a chain, like, breakfast diner establishment. It's, like, the energy of a Waffle House is, like, so deeply powerful and not good, like, and not bad. Like, it's, it's good energy, but in the way of, like, a comforting, like, haunted mansion on a hill. You know how in the Bible they talk about fearing God? (laughs) Like, if we were to see God as people, like, our eyes would shrivel up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the energy that Waffle House kind of has. Yeah. It's like, if I looked at Waffle House with mortal eyes and saw it for its true, like, unfiltered energy... Like, it's good, but it would destroy me. Oh, 100%. Physically, emotionally, yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. You are right to say it. And there was a Waffle House that was near my campus, and I just never went to it. And now looking back, I'm like, maybe I sh- Waffle House is doing what the American government cannot, and it is staying open during a crisis. Wow. Wow. Snaps. Snaps so, from my girl Emily. Yes. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Anyways, so for example, during Hurricane Harvey, which feels like a million years ago, but it wasn't, 30 waffle houses stayed open serving meals and allowed locals to charge their phones what? in their waffle house. Wow. So they went to yellow. Because they, you know, had a limited menu, but they were open. Okay. So, you know. And I, I, and I kid you not, I kid you not, Claire, I literally read the description that Waffle House is the sunrise after the storm. That's beautiful. And can I tell you, and this is not a joke, this is not a bit, chills. <laughs> yeah. Chills, this chills. is not a bit. My, <laughs> my, my hair, my entire body stood up on end. And I know you're like, that's a bit. It's not a bit. I'm not joking. My entire body. That's amazing. Yeah, just so... When you want to find hope in America, look to your nearest Waffle House. When you want to find hope in a crisis... Look to Waffle House. Look to Waffle House. Our our Lord and Savior Waffle House. Our Lord and Savior... God. Waffle House. Wow. So, most recently, however, the Waffle House Index did go red. No. So, that's right. During COVID, 420 nice Waffle Houses were closed. Now is not the time for a 420 joke. <laughs> Read the gotta, room. Gotta, and I, can I just tell you, I'm, I'm so happy for my sister because she's buying a house. And I'm not going to give, like, the street name or anything away, but her street number is 420, and I was, like, I was so delighted on her behalf. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to invest money, please, please think deeply about where and why you buy. Because 420, incredible. Good. Feels incredible. right. Sparse joy. So in case you need proof that we are living in a literally unprecedented natural disaster, the Waffle House Index hit red, which it does not do. I didn't realize that was a thing I could go to to uh, find out whether or not I was in a crisis. Yeah, no, it's like if you just need like the reassurance of an outside force to let you know, hey, the world's in crisis right now. Yeah. Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House. So that's the Waffle House Index, which I read about and was like, this is fascinating that our country, literally our government agency is like, well, the most reliable metric we have is Waffle House. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like it. I like that that's what we chose. Living loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, living by the law that only Waffle House can provide. I mean, honestly, this, it just, it feels like in my heart, and I, this, you know, feel free to play along. You can imagine things. But, like, (laughs) in 150 years, when America is, like, a Mad Max-esque wasteland, I love the idea that the one thing that remains is just Waffle House is still open. Oh, I'm sure. Like, Armageddon will have come. But Waffle, Waffle House, House is going to stay open because we have that, like, task force. And it will look exactly the same. It will be the exact same, like, yellow box. And it will be, like, I'll I'll be riding my freaking spiky car motorcycle with skulls on it and wearing, like, leather. I This is, I don't know, uh, cyber, maybe some cyberpunk elements. Maybe I have a robot arm. But I'll still be able to, like, drive up in the midst of, like, a sandstorm and, like, get some eggs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate the idea of buying... I don't particularly like getting eggs from other places besides the comfort of my own house. But I appreciate that that's what you chose in Apocalyptic Times. I just like the idea of just, like, a queer eye-style TV show... That's just <laughs> Waffle House propaganda. Oh my god, I would watch a docu series about Waffle Are House during a national. Yes. Are you... Oh my god. And I and can I tell you, like, you say docu series, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm super into that. I'm down for that. But I would like, I would like this to be taken seriously in the way that only like BS Hollywood action movies can be. Oh, you want a movie, the Waffle House mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a lot of potential here. We could have a TV show, like Queer Eye-esque. No, see, I was thinking like Tiger King energy, but it's Waffle House. I think that's also very good. I'm saying like, let's not limit ourselves. I'm saying we have I mean, options. it could be a whole brand. I think Waffle House should contact us. <laughs> a, because I would love to go to a Waffle House. You know, once an unprecedented global disaster isn't happening. And B, I just, the idea of just a whole array of Waffle House media. Very good. Truly, 
Very good. Very good. I would buy into that brand of capitalism so fast. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I am vulnerable. Oh, I am vulnerable to that. Uh, that agenda. You know, I'm yeah. weak. So this wasn't this wasn't a particularly I think upsetting episode. I wanted to ease us in. This is just something that I think is like chaotic and fascinating, like very chaotic good on the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was it's it's chaotic and unexpected. Claire didn't cry. I didn't I cry. The metric we had I had use. chills. You know what I mean? I had shivers. But I didn't cry. Which is that's 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 my waffle house indicator for how an episode's going. <laughs> <laughs> the Claire Tears indicator. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Also, it's storming here. Ooh, rumble, rumble. Ooh. My dog does not like Ooh. it. So, what are what what are you bringing um, to delis- delicious meal, Claire? So, I know in my heart that I truly, I know this. I know this about myself. I know I need to stop bringing animals because I feel like I'm boxing myself in, and I don't need to do that. There's so many other interesting things in the world. But all I can really think about is the fact that I want to talk about the human fish. Like, that's all. The what? The human fish. The human fish. Okay. A mermaid? No. Oh. No. No. All right. So it's, okay. they're called, uh, one of, one name for them is the human fish. They're also called the Olm. O-L-M. Okay. Um, they're delightful. I recently found out about them and, um, I would die on the cross for them. Gotcha. Okay. Bold. Line in the sand has been drawn. Line in the sand has been drawn. There are some, um, odd looking friends and I, they're incredible. So the, let me, let me lay out what they are. They are, um, blind cave dwelling salamanders. So they're neither human or fish. They're not, yeah. Their name, can I tell you? A lie. Lie, okay. I love amphibians, so I'm already in it. You're already you bought in. Slimy the lads. Concept. Very good. It's my brand. Yeah, I mean it, it I feel like it 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 uh it just dovetails very nicely into your brand. Which is why I brought it up, because I was like, one, I love them. And I was like, I also feel like Emily could get very into them. They give off very axolotl-esque vibes. Like, they're found in Slovenia and Croatia, but, like, they they give off very strong axolotl energy. Can I tell you, and you can feel free to cut this, but, like, I've been going on kind of this... Okay, rewind. You know how sometimes you cope with current events by doing things that are entirely unproductive? Yes. So I've been going down in just a deep, 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 deep hole of just making random Airbnb lists <gasps> of places that I cannot travel to because we are in the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah. And Slovenia, wildly enough, is one of them. I was like, hey, this is a random country. Let's just check it out. Let's just see. And did you like you like you here. were just like peeping different like Airbnb, Airbnb locations? Yeah, I was just peeping like if I was going to travel to Slovenia, like how would I do that? So maybe Claire, we gotta go to Slovenia and we gotta check out some of these human fish. I please. First of all, I would love it. Second of all, they are endangered a little bit. They probably have them in like a zoo. 
that you or yeah they like uh scientists have been like a nice accredited a nice accredited you know, because we love our accredited Oh, zoos, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we made a reference. Tiger King we BS. made a reference to Tiger King, but we know better. We know better. We grew up with the St. Louis Zoo. Wonderful accredited zoo. Does great conservation work. You know, support conservation and accredited zoos and zoos that work to, you know, help animals. Anyways, hi. <laughs> hi, my name's Emily. <laughs> hi, my name's Emily, and I care a lot about Can I talk issue. to you about Anyways, my Lord continue. and Savior accredited zoos? A- accredited zoos yeah which is again i you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna pick a bone with tiger king because we weren't able to record oh yeah yeah there's so I much that we have to for the way and tiger king being a this garbage my fire soapbox. i'm gonna pull my soapbox out i'm gonna stand on it for 30 seconds please um i do not like how they compared carol baskin's animal sanctuary to uh roadside zoos because animal sanctuaries like uh, Carol Baskins are accredited by literal boards of people who, you know, evaluate these places based on the level of care they provide for their animals. So to be like, oh, she's doing the exact same thing and it's no different than us is uh, empirically incorrect. Because if they were doing half the things that Carol Baskin was doing or that any other tiger sanctuary was doing, they would have, you know, something that was close to an accredited zoo but they're not an accredited zoo they're not doing good things for the animals i'm stepping off my soapbox tell me more about the human fish oh man yeah for first of all agree with everything that you're saying uh that was a brutal show to watch um but moving back to my human fish the olms um the olms they the little like I'm gonna name my son Ol- that Olm sounds like something a white woman names her child. It does, which means that she'll never <laughs> be able to discipline her son because how can you yell at a thing named Olm? Olm Olm, come down here. I'm talking to you. It's it's hard. Not impossible. I don't hate it as much as I hate other names. But challenging. Like, it raises some challenges. It does. Like Olm, Nebraska. Kinsley Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Just go down the line. Yeah. So essentially these amphibians, the, the national geographic article that I read, they essentially quote unquote, never grow up. They Uh, start at like a, like they stop at a certain point of development. So they, they keep their, their like red feathery gills and then they also have. It's very like axolotls. Axolotls also like I I'm not to brag, but I listened to a podcast episode about axolotls. I can send you the link. Yes, you know how I feel about axolotls. The word axolotl is one of like the first words that I tried teaching my nephew. It's water dogs. It's very good, and they're so smiley and adorable. Like stop. Anyways, so um, essentially. Um, so they, they keep their, their red feathery gills. They, uh, they also have their lungs, their eyes stop developing at a certain point and then start getting covered by like layers and layers of skin. So, um, they're essentially blind, but because they still have their eyes underneath there, they can detect light, which is like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. The fact that like, yeah, 
they can't see or whatever, but they're perfect for their environment. So if they do see like a super bright light or whatever, they can see it. Also, the phrasing was concerning to me. The Their hidden eyes and parts of their skin hidden. can detect light. Ooh. That's a delicious... I love the idea of like, you know... Like skin is an organ, yes. and you know sometimes wild, wild things happen. I also don't want to derail you. Please but do. I just googled how to see Ulm in Slovenia, and they can be best observed in a cave complex, a well-developed tourist spot with a museum which displays a cave. <gasps> of Ulm. Yay! Well, because I knew. So we can go see Ulm's Claire. Yes. In Slovenia. No, that's all I want. Because they like you're you're seeing them, right? They look like little miniature dragons. Yes, they're very good. They're very good. I'm into it. They're very good. In 1689, this like Slovenian um, person who found them thought that they were like little baby dragons, which is super valid. Which is super valid because they do look like little slinky, flesh-covered baby dragons. Man, I'm into it. I'm into it. They're very, they're so very much. good. They okay. So they also have like super heightened, of course, like this makes sense. Super heightened smell, hearing, and possibly the ability to sense electric and magnetic fields. Like, what? Get wrecked. So they're they stay pretty small. They weigh about 20 grams. They only um, grow to be about a foot long. But guess what? They can get real old. So most of the time when you have like these like when you have like backboned creatures, the bigger they are, like the better it is for them. Like that's like throughout evolution, like you just get bigger and bigger and like that protects you and whatever but these friends has stayed super small and are the longest living amphibians today so the average the average uh lifespan is 69 years yum And then they can grow, they can live to be as old as like 102. So rest with that for a moment. The second, 102 102 for my little, my little dragon friends. 102. The second runner up for amphibians is uh, the giant salamander, which, by the way, speaking of creatures I love, giant salamanders have officially made the list. They're big boys. I just, salamanders are good. Like, if if you need something to brighten your life, just, like, look at a salamander. It's like, listen, the world's kind of beating you up, and now's the perfect time to invest in salamanders. It is the best time. To invest in salamanders, especially because our amphibians are being some of the worst hit species right now in this whole like global mass extinction. It's really so bad. Want some salamanders. Invest in them monetarily. Also, speaking of investing, there, the where the cave is, there's like a whole like a tra- like 
I don't know how to describe this other than you want to take a train into some caves. Yes, please. Like a choo-choo, like yes, zoo please. train into some caves. Yes, please. You, we could do that, Claire. And there's also a castle. Yes. There's also a castle right next to these caves with these alms. Claire, I let's go to Slovenia. So <laughs> I will send you the I link. like how this started Start as a saving. joke, but I would like to eventually make this a reality. I don't know how to joke. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm doing the best I can with my lack of jokes. I'm a robot. It's not my fault. I, Okay, something else I did during quarantine, and you can cut this out if it's taking up too much time, but I did take a quiz yeah. uh, for every single iteration of Star Wars, and every single time I was the droid character. That is incredible. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Except for one time I was Lando Calrissian. So... Every other time, it was like, you're R2-D2, you're K2-SO, you're BB-8. I like the switch up on that, though, where they're like, we'll, we'll yeah. throw in a Lando. And I feel like that still checks out in the context have, of all the droids. There's a reason why I cannot stop crying every time my boy Vision dies. And it's because I identify strongly with robots. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, this is both, like, it's, like, not surprising, but also very good. Anyways, tell me more about these water dragons. They live super long. I love salamanders. Their eyes are buried under their skin, but they can still see light. Like, hell Everything yeah. about them is very good. Everything about them is, very like, rad. ancient, ancient old friends. And so, um, oh, I, we were talking about the giant salamander. So... They can live up to, like, 50 years, which is long, but, like, not as long as 102. Like, that's crazy. And then, yeah, and, like, the point that the article was making is, like, yeah, giant salamanders, they survive this long, and they're, like, 66 pounds. Meanwhile, like, olms are over in the corner with their, like, 20 grams. It's like, you're so little and so powerful, and I love you. I love you very much. Also... I read that they can survive up to 10 years with no food. That's a long time. Also, I read another article, which I don't trust as much as some of my other ones. So do take this with a grain of salt. But they talked about a fact that there was an ulm that didn't move from the same spot for seven years. That's a whole mood <laughs> right now during quarantine, though. Oh. I'm feeling it. I'm this feeling is a it. good time to invest in amphibians and specifically salamanders and also more specifically ulms. They're very good. I love my little cave-dwelling cave friends. I would like to meet them. I would like to go to a castle and I would also like to ride a choo-choo train. The last time I was on a choo-choo train, the conductor was a man named Conductor Willie and I liked that very much. Not related, but I felt like you should know that. I, 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 yeah. Girl, I am so on board with just, like, going into a cave. Like, do I get claustrophobic in caves? Of yes. course. Of course I do. I went into some lava tubes in South Korea, and I was like, this is cool, but also, I hate being under the ground. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Am I but I do it for Am those I romanticizing this a little bit? Probably. But I do it for those slimy boys. I would Absolutely. do it for those 
pale, fleshy lads. Those baby dragons. I would do it in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? I would do it in a heartbeat. Man, that's so cool. Yeah, so that's... Wow, our brain waves, Claire. We just, like, Slovenia is on the it's brain. It's on the brain! I Can I tell you? I've never thought about that place, like, once in my life. I literally didn't know it was a country until it popped up on my Airbnb while I was just typing random words. Uh, I was literally just hitting random. I was literally hitting random letters, just being like, "What's gonna come up?" You know what came up? Slovenia. It sure did. It sure it did. It sure did. God, what a country! I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna have any Slovenian listeners, but man, what a country! I don't know anything. I don't know anything yet. yet. Please don't I, fact check me on. Please, please be a good, please be a good country. Please at least be better than the United States. Yeah, <laughs> we're a crap. Just hole. asking. <laughs> Just be cool. We're just asking to be educated. Yeah, I learned one positive thing about you. Please don't ruin this for me. Honestly, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm tracking with the Olms. Please don't throw any curveballs at me, Slovenia. I'm going to need you to be cool. I just, you you never, I'm going to guess that they've had more terrible things happen to them than they did to other people, but. That's just a guess. That's just a guess, man. I, I, I've, I've studied American history, primarily, um, and Americans don't talk about Eastern Europe because apparently we hate communists, question mark. Uh, yep. That's just, the, that's just the American education stereotype. Sorry, sorry, lads. I know that there's more death and stuff than but... that, but we were never really taught past the 60s, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate the subjects that we're touching on right now, because we're just kind of going through the line and being like, now I really need to get to know more about Slovenia, and how I can travel to it, and how I can see these good caves, and how I can take a ride on an underground train, and look at this. "Quote unquote fascinating subterranean paradise." Take me <laughs> I there. Won't take me to this fascinating subterranean paradise. Oh, that's that's uh, all I want. But yeah, no, they're aren't they so good? I, they have cave tours. Oh. Uh, and also with it being at least for on my end of things, like so incredibly warm right now, the idea of just like. Going into a oh cave God, and cool hanging with some slimy friends sounds like like my dream date. Wow, 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 wow. And there's a castle, too, all in the same place, Claire. They say you can't have it all, but I think if also, I go there, I might be I able to have it all. Any castle that's also on top of a cave is haunted. Like, I don't think we get to make those rules. Oh, yeah. But it yeah, has yeah, to yeah, be haunted. For sure haunted. They knew, yeah, there's no way. You can't. And this is not about Slovenia at all. But Claire, man, we should definitely... Do you know about all of, like, the secret tunnels under Lemp Mansion? I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about Lemp Mansion. Oh, girl, girl, So, girl, girl. I'll make that another episode because the history behind it and, like, the caves... Every that, once in a while, every once in a while, somebody will like tell me a random fact about the Lemp Mansion or the Lemp family, and every time I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're joking, but I it's buck can't wild. tell. It's buck wild. It's buck all I know wild. is it's like not okay. Like, 
Also, there are tunnels underneath the botanical gardens. I know because I've been <gasps> in them. What? Yeah, there's a bunch of tunnels like going for miles underneath the Missouri botanical Why? gardens. And I went on a tour. I don't know. I want to go on a tour. I think we went with um the science club, maybe. That checks. I would I believe know. that. We got like an inside tour. I was in the back of the line for a while there, and I was not pleased. I was like, this is some creepy... Like they're gonna just start picking ceiling tunnels. The monsters in these caves will start picking me off one by one, and I'm, I'm in the back. It's, you know, like there's like us really knew something. You know what I mean? Like there are just random tunnels underneath all of America. Yeah. I think it's fascinating, like how many, like even like with where I live how little I know about, like, the like, city. Like, is literally, like, sitting on top of limestone caves. Like, that's just a thing that no one talks about. Like, we're just, like, sitting on a bunch of limestone caves. Like, it just seems like the start to a bad YA novel. Or a really good YA novel. But definitely a and YA honestly, novel. I'm in St. Paul, and not to triangulate my location, but, like, there, I'm probably also sitting on top of a bunch of limestone caves. Like, so... We would just no, assume that that's haunted been... then, yes? I assume that there's a there's some haunted energy in the caves underneath the city of St. Paul, yes. Yeah. For... I don't know. Like, honestly, I haven't heard about any haunted attractions in the Twin Cities. Otherwise, I would be there in a heartbeat. If anyone knows, let me know. You know? Are we just going to start getting yeah, really know. into, like, haunted locations? Because absolutely not that's crazy we can't i can't you wouldn't you wouldn't do like a ghost hunting video with me i mean i would would i handle it well no No. i scare very easily so do i but like the great thing is like no one can be like oh emily you're seeing things because i i literally like am incapable of hallucinating worm worm Uh, yeah so but anyways, that said, I've never seen a ghost, so I feel like I need to establish that. I've never spoken with a ghost. I've never communed. I just think it's absolutely fascinating to think I about. think that's super fair. In theory. And you know what? I don't even want to invite that energy. No, please home. don't. I'm all about uh, not inviting new energies into my home as I stare at the wall. I'm an introvert, and really there's only enough room for me i will say sophia and i do blame anything weird that happens we joke around that we have a ghost that we call alexander hamilton nothing weird has actually happened we don't actually think we have a ghost but every once in a while it's just like you know hey alexander hamilton can you be chill fair yeah i used to do that a lot when we lived in our old house you have to start an open dialogue with the ghosts that may or may not be living in your residence I worked at an old historic fort. Yeah, you did. I was like, I was like, I'm a big skeptic, but they say this fort's haunted. They say it's haunted by like a lady in the kitchen where I was working. I don't know if her name was like Susan or Sally or whatever, but every day I'd come in and I'd say hello to her because just on the off chance there was a ghost there, I'm not getting on the ghost fast. It's side. best to start off with some manners. You know what I mean? Best to start off yeah, with just so some, I, like, you know, positive I would, energy. I would talk to the ghost 
I would talk to the ghost. Oh, you were really just covering your bases. <laughs> Listen, better safe than sorry. And honestly, sometimes there was nothing else to do than to be like, hey, can you, like, help me out and, like, make sure I get this fire going because I'm sister's <laughs> Yeah, that was the summer that I just started fires for a living. It was great. It's delightful. Anyways, um, that's, oh my god, I forgot that we do would you rather. <gasps> I am, I need to find a would you rather real quick. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Claire, I can't believe I've done this. Oh, I think I have one. You have a would you rather? How do you feel about that? It laid on Okay, me. let me see if I can remember it. Right. Well, this is not a great would you rather because I feel like the answer is like. I think the answer is pretty Fair. obvious. Okay. Mm. Um, would you rather if you killed an animal, it begged for its life? Or. <laughs> I know, I'm coming out hot. Okay, this is an energy. This is energy. So, would you rather if you killed an animal, it begged for its life? Or when you, like, cut a plant, it screamed. I cut a plant, it screamed. No, sit with it. Sit with it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's unpack it for a second. So, I have a bunch of cacti. Yes. And I propagate my cacti yeah. by removing... Uh, the pups. Yes. Right? So I take a little chunk of the cacti off, I plant it, more cacti. Yes. So in my heart, it's like, okay, it's going to scream when it does. For sure. All right, I can handle For it. For sure. I can handle it. You know, I don't mow a lawn. I live in a yeah. building. I don't have yeah. to worry about it. If I buy some broccoli from the store and I go to chop up that broccoli, like theoretically that broccoli has already been quote unquote yes. killed, right? Will it scream when I chop no, it? No, because I feel like it's already been killed. Okay, then 100%. Scream. I, I, I don't know when I would ever kill an animal. You know what I mean? But, like, if I'm going to swat a fly, I don't want the fly to, like, moralize at me about how I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes. And be like, please, I only have hours to live anyways. Like, Very no. bad. Like, get out of my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want a silverfish to talk Ooh, to me. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, hate silverfish. They're the worst. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I feel like that's right. Like, I feel like the answer is pretty simple. Like you, I, the, like the moral implications of if all creatures could speak to me to beg for its life, not all the, like not talking all the time, but to, in order, like begging for their lives, not good. Cause like it, it really assigns an extra level of intelligence to an animal that like anything can scream. You know what I mean? Like you poke a frog, it can scream. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, there's not necessarily like intelligence there, like personhood. But I think you add personhood when an animal's trying to reason with you about why you shouldn't kill it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I also, I appreciate that in your example, it was a frog because your frame of reference for life is literally just like amphibian, (laughs) amphibian based. Have you never seen that video of like, like this frog is screaming and they put it in water and it's like, 
I think about that. I also think about the desert uh, rain toad yes. that when you poke it, it screams in a really high pitched way. I just, I always am thinking about frogs. I got. Frogs I know you do. Brain. I know you do, which is why I liked pointing it out. Yeah, the, I feel like the only, um, the only argument for the plants side of things is the fact that like it would just be constant screaming, right? Like you walk on the grass, or you so. like pick a flower, or yeah, but I don't live any. I don't, A, I don't pick flowers because you're, you're not supposed to do that anyways. It's not for the plants. So just go picking around. Okay. Okay. All right. You're and coming B, in strong against my clover picking thing and my already clover infested grass. But okay. Continue on your moral high horse. I will. I will. As, in fact, I'm enjoying mm, the view. Um, I, I have a lot of plants. So I will say it would be annoying because I do like prune my plants a little bit. But also, I feel like if you try to, like, take care of your child, it'll scream at you. So, like, how is it any different from, like, hey, I have to do this thing because it it's better for you, but you're going to scream about it while it's happening. Yeah. I, no, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here with you in this. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. But, yeah, that, that's wow. uh, first and maybe only ever would you rather. Amazing. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Um, please, please, if you've lasted the end of this episode, go head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or, you know, like, whatever rating, as long as it's kind and not mean. Um, but we really would appreciate if you, like, rated us, followed us, uh, send us your ideas or topics or would you rathers. We really, really appreciate hearing from folks. Um, yeah where can you follow us uh hit us there? up at that chaos considered at gmail.com uh chaos considered on uh twitter and instagram yeah we'll work on uh setting up some updates for that keep you all in the loop so if we drop off the face of the earth for three months you'll at least have a heads up. <laughs> you'll know about it we'll give you we'll give you a little more than uh the previous nothing before well, there you go. The, the, the boys are back. The boys now. are back! <laughs> <laughs> All right. And by boys, I'm we just mean amphibians. Yeah.